Hey, today we're talking more about this vibrational shift and limiting beliefs. And the reason this is so important is because at the root of all of it, it's to get you acting in your own tuition, acting from a heart center, right? Which is like the most important intrinsic thing that we can do when I think about it. I'm like every decision that I have made from my heart, I have just continued acting consistently in. And every decision that I have made from a projected space, from a space of societal expectation or from a space of exception, except being accepted, (laughs) I'm just making up words, (laughs) Um, right? They fizzled out. And We want to put you in a place where you're going after your dreams and you're not having to knock doors down, right? We're just kind of getting over the next barrier. We're not forcing doors open. We're not coming from a place of force. We're coming from a place of ease and we're moving towards our dreams at a pace that is maintainable and we're consistently pursuing the items of our heart, our dreams, right? We're showing up as a bigger, fuller expression and expansion of our heart center and ourselves. And that's what this work is, getting back to that intuitive state where we can actually feel our way through this life. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, Every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life and we're just starting into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur creative vibes that are going out into this world and the more that I get to experience that the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying 
and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. That's it. That's simply it. If I could simplify all of this work, that's what we're talking about. Finding ways to make your dreams happen, to navigate, create resources so that we can actually make them a real thing. And I, as the initial former of said movement, of the death of a dream movement, um, am just a couple of steps ahead of you. And so that work just begins coming back and building what I would have needed to transition faster through these phases because it has taken minutes, moments, reading through everything, figuring out how to change a mindset, figuring out who I needed to lean on, who wasn't worth leaning on, what programs, what resources, what everything, right? And I (laughs) have suffered through a lot of that, had a lot of pain from a lot of that. But I think as the central focus of just chasing dreams and figuring out how to make those a reality, um, it's super powerful stuff because I've been navigating the BS, the mindset shifts, the insane amount of belief that you need in yourself. And I'm happy to go back and make things that can make that a little bit easier, or at least, right, at the very least, make it a little less painful. Because the process of chasing dreams is so fail-centric, is so deeply painful because once we get at the rut, right, the real heart work of what you feel excited to bring into this world, it hurts that much more when it doesn't work out. But that is a vital part of the process, right? It's like, how are you going to show up and do this? What does this need to evolve to in order to work? What makes sense? for you, for what you want to do. And man, it is painful, but like a good hurt, right? You know that you want to keep pursuing this. You know that this is your dream. You know that you're not going to stop. Um, (laughs) And it hurts. And so where I can clear up some of the pain while I can't take all of the blows for you. Um, I want to. And so working to build out what that will become very actively right now. The first book comes out this month and blah, um, so much of that. I want this to be a landing space where we can continue the conversation of what it looks like to do dreams. And part of the doing of dreams is the continuing to build our confidence, our belief in ourselves. If we don't have that as an intrinsic known, it's hard to get around building anything. And I found that out in working 
to build dreams with a team, right? Dreams of what could be, dreams of what we wanted to make happen as a team. And I realized we were coming up short of our goals because this wasn't an intrinsic known. We didn't know that we were so great. We didn't have the resume that we needed to be amazing, to believe in our own amazing. And so we had to start building that narrative into every piece of our culture from the person who played the least to the person who played the most all the way through. It had to be built into who we knew we were. We had to keep building and pushing that narrative to people outside of us so it became a known instead of an unknown or questioned. It had to be known. It had to be etched into our every being. And that's where we developed Greatest Grounding. And so every day we center ourselves in our greatness. We ground ourselves in our greatness because trust me, if you are doing any part of dreams, this is going to have to be an intrinsic known. And right? We're going to question it. We're going to falter in it, but we're going to keep coming back to this known process, this trusted and true place where we're creating a new experience related to our greatness. And we're going to provide ourselves proof and a constant narrative of amazingness. Then somewhere in there, we will find our truth. We will find confidence. We will find what we need to believe a little more than we did yesterday. And it is a slow and steady process depending on the root of your hurt, a disbelief of yourself. It takes some time, but the only way to get that time back is to come face to face with what that is and show up every day to rewrite that narrative, to create a stronger proof point than the one that you've known before. And the kids that I was working with had experienced something of 10 years of not believing that they were the best. And so we had to hit this pretty hard every day to start rewriting that to at the end of our six month journey of goals that we could get where we wanted to go. So my great thing, oh, oh, is just continuing to sit down and do the hard work. It is not fun. It is challenging. These are new things, new, new, ah, oh, new stakes, right? Forcing movement, forcing discomfort, forcing conversations, and and like they're all aligned, right? So. It's not like I'm pushing doors open that weren't already opening. It's just like as doors open, so do new opportunities. So do new growing opportunities. And in the face of growth and change, right? Like you get to the threshold and you have to decide to step off into the new uncomfortable, into the new what will be soon normal. And that's very much where I've been. And oh, it's just, it's hard because it's growth, because it's change, because I got really used to just staying right here in my podcast studio, doing the safe things that were still in alignment and the universe was like, okay, sis, it's time to go. 
We've done the safe things. We've found a new identity. We've grown in our confidence there. And it is time to step out of this little office where you find yourself so safe in this cocoon. And like, we got a heater this winter. So why do we have to leave? (laughs) What? Showering? What? Putting on clothes? I don't know. Seems like a lot of work. Seems like something we might not have to do. What? Going to meetings? Um, hmm. Hmm. Huh? Really? Yeah. It's time, right? Been time. Probably way past due time. I'm sure everybody listening to this is like, yeah, girl, let's go. But in order to manifest, right, oftentimes we have to just talk about it, keep talking about it, keep drawing attention to it, keep bringing it back. And there were so many things that I wanted to chase that would be easier than just chasing the dream as it sits. Um, And so there were a lot of like scapegoat, let's run away from this. Let's run away from the pain of actually pursuing something on our heart because that's scary, right? And as I build out local and as I build out the death of a dream, there's so much of my heart in every piece of those, right? Because on the local side, it's like I have to create a reality that doesn't have to exist, right? Like, does anyone else need this reality to exist but me? Well, even if it's just for me, it's important enough. And I think for anyone's dreams, that's so true. And so I'm building out a dream that right? I want other people to buy into and they are and they're reading stuff and they're reacting and buying and it's very exciting. And so now it's like, you know, being appreciative for that slow and steady growth and continuing to draw attention and and have conversations about what this brand really is and not just keeping it all in my head, right? Continuing to expand my heart and my knowledge and my want to create this reality right where I am. Not waiting for some next adventure, not waiting to leave it all and start afresh somewhere, doing it right here, making it happen and figuring it out. And that's painful and it's hard to get to the threshold and then to continue to knock on the door of the threshold. It is, it is, oh, oh, it's everything. And it is craziness. And here we are knocking (laughs) and I am, I think that it is great that even though I falter in strength and belief from time and all of us do, and no matter how strong you get, you will always get to this threshold of new growth and becoming. And so these things just continue to loop with you. They don't go away, but over time, we build up our strength, we build up our resilience, we create new habits, we create new experiences around those things, we provide more proof, therefore shutting down those limits before they can disrupt our frequency for long enough to stop 
forward movement. And that inevitably is extremely important. And all of this is cool because we're going back and writing on those experiences, right? Bringing those truths to life, allowing people to see into the reality. That if you're starting from a place of insane scarcity, dreams are so far from your grasp that it would be crazy to go after them. And I want us to start doing crazy, right? I want us to get back to the hard work and that's what I want to build and Building that means building myself to be in a place where I can do that. So excited to have been brought to another threshold and to be cowering and nervous and yet still feel the etchings of confidence that I need to move this work forward, even though it's questioned and nerve wracking. It's the good kind of nervous sided. It's not like the, oh, are we doing this? It's like, I can see how I, me, how I can bring this to life. And that is very exciting. So that's greatness grounding. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness, right? We have to convince ourselves most days. And everyone else intermittently, but ourselves, period. Period. Material girl. Okay. <laughs> so today we're going back to that root. And I think important because as I'm still experiencing and every time that you kind of come to this place where it's like, okay, and how did my... Um, my book explained this really well this morning, and I was like, whoa, yeah, that, that is it. Now it goes into service. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Um, I don't know where it is. I really read this morning, but not that much, so it shouldn't be. Um, that hard to find, but apparently it is. So they're talking through these old unhealthy habits. And a lot of my unhealthy habits came from this scarce mindset that was put into me. And right, this isn't a natural reaction to the world. Actually, as a child, the world is quite fruitful. You're navigating the world so beautifully because it's unhindered. You don't know until you get bounced back a, a unsure feeling. But prior to that, right, the world is unhindered. You aren't impacted by negativity, by the world projecting onto you. You're pretty much unhindered until you aren't. And that could happen. Maybe that wasn't your childhood. Maybe the second that you came out, right? You had negative experiences bouncing back to you and you began shrinking at a very young age. And I think about 
how <clears throat> my the differences in my two children. And yes, some of it like second born, whatever, but the world that my now nine-year-old was brought in up in is very different from the world that my six-year-old has experienced because in self-work of me and my husband in our home, things changed a lot when our six-year-old was here because probably right around the time that she started creating core memories was when I started doing this work and started cleaning stuff up and we cleaned stuff up in our homes and we changed our mindsets and we really worked to get out of a limited mindset and to get out of an unhealthy projection relationship with our kids. But right. So a majority of her life has been in that world. And I think about the things that she does automatically, the unhindered spirit that she has, has definitely been impacted by that. And my nine-year-old has a little more hesitation. I would say a lot more comparing the two to one another, um, but also just questions a lot more. And I know some of that is just nature, but a lot of it is this, this idea that we're just testing constantly as kids and anywhere that feels like a match to us, we just go towards, right? Anywhere that we can feel in alignment with who we are, that's what we go towards. We just play, we just do where we don't get bounced back. We feel most free. And if we don't hinder that process, Kids just play. Kids just do. I'm always amazed at how kids just do when parents remove themselves from situations, when we stop trying to impact or change the doing. Kids just do. Very natural. And we've been learning that in parenting, but it's not a exact science. It's not... It's not something that just happens without doing work on yourself, right? Without knowing how you were triggered as a young child, without knowing where your hesitations came from as a child or in your teen years or whatever, wherever those pain points are, right? We have to trace those back so that we can go in and heal them and create a new habit around them. And so yesterday we were talking about that. How does one create a new habit? And well, it's sort of more simple than I guess most places will talk about. And this is a part of the strategy of the death of a dream. It's like, we're going to go in and dissect all of the limits that you've created around your dreams. It's probably, right? You're like, well, that's a long list of things. It probably narrows down to about three things. But the centric focus or reality of those pain points, those limits, they probably relate to about three or four things. And we can trace those back pretty easily. Then we're going to write a new narrative that we want to believe. And then we're going to create an action around that thing. Right? So let me put this into play with greatness grounding. 
We couldn't get to our dream of winning a state championship as a team because we didn't believe that we were a state championship level team, right? We had seen proof of all of those teams growing up and we had never beat those kind of teams. So that level wasn't us. Okay, so the new narrative that we want to write if we're going to transfer that is we are good enough to win a state championship. And there's plenty of proof. And so the action we create around that is telling that story every day and having every single person on our team help shape that narrative. And we didn't even tell it related to volleyball most days. It was just like, we are amazing. And we're going to talk about it. And that's how we shifted that belief. Now, think about all of the things that may be holding you back right now from your dreams. What are those things and how do we make tangible effort to create a proof point for you to see, right, over time that, hmm, maybe there's more proof of the other now. And we can force that. We don't have to age that one out, right? We don't have to experience enough life to have built a new narrative. We can bring those pain points to the surface, talk about them, write in a new narrative we want to have, and then start taking action on that narrative to create enough proof that we trust ourselves in moving past that more than living in it. And that's a part of the program process, but that's also just a part of how we get past anything. And also, true to you getting back to your childlike, intuitive, existence. And that is what's most important when it comes to chasing your dreams. When I said in the beginning that this is painful and I'm not forcing open any doors, that is a big deal. That is the win. Hannah not forcing and running through doors is very important. Hannah following her intuition Hannah not free-flowing and flying into something that isn't responding to her. Big deal. Right? And continuing to follow, pursue, trust what is flowing. Big deal. Because I'll just avoid the discomfort <laughs> and run after anything, fleeting and falling. And this is like, there is going to be discomfort in growth no matter what. So if we keep escaping that, we won't get anywhere. And a good way to move out of that is just continuing to follow what's flowing, right? And not running 
towards whatever is bright and shiny and wonderful all of the time. And where does that come from? Well, I think just in my innate being, but also in this like need to prove myself. And even just recently, so maybe the beginning of this year, we learned that lesson like, Hannah, you're trying to create things to prove yourself, not things where your heart's flowing. You're trying to be something that you're not for people you don't care about. Yee! And I cannot wait to write about that. <laughs> That'll be in the third book, though. Um, but that's that's where we need to get back to. To that place where we are just in our intuition, just following what we find exciting and following and sort of litmus testing what makes sense and what is free-flowing. And that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be things that don't have to be knocked down, right? But... There need to be things that follow what you still feel nervous sided about. Not like, whoa, this doesn't feel good. And you'll get to a place where you know the difference. Where you're going, whoa, that one feels like a door. and This one feels like a barrier that I have to make my way past. This isn't something trying to stop me. This is something trying to grow me. And there is a difference in vibrational energies, right? You'll feel when you're at a door and you'll feel different when you're at a ledge and you need to just jump. It is an entirely different energy. And that's what this work is. How do we undo those things that we've built around ourselves as a shell to protect ourselves from going after something that our heart wants? How do we sort of break those things down, call those things out, bring them up to the surface and start working through them? And then how do we transition to go after dreams. What are our dreams? What do we want in this world? What excites us? What lights us up? What has lit us up our entire lives? What have people been asking us to do? That's like, I have a very close friend and we had a discussion probably about two or three months ago. And it was like, you don't see this, but look at all the examples where people are relying on your strength. Your strength in situations, your ability to show up for people and find what's good in them is something people have been asking you for for a very long time. 
And do you enjoy being that person? Well, yes, I absolutely do. But I guess I never thought of my person, myself as that person. But sometimes we just need people to bring it back for us. Look over the bigger picture. Help us set the vision for the bigger picture that allows us to go to work on what that's going to be. Right? We're just pulling you back. Because the work in the microscope in the day-to-day and the doing is very important, but worthless if not first telescoped. Looking at the bigger picture, saying where we're going to go and where we're going to end up. All of the work would have been for naught if we don't have that written somewhere. Know what that is, even if we're not willing to write it down. Even though, come on, that exchange. Mm-hmm, it's important. And bottom line, just start doing. Doing the dreams. Undoing what's held us back from our intrinsic knowing. And doing more of the things we think are going to light us up for life. And we won't know until we go. And as we navigate that, right? Like we're building this system to sort of insulate you through what those growth points are. But as we build this system, that's what we're here for. We're always just trying to take you back to your own intuition, guiding you to where you need to go next. And we get better at that over time as we do more of these dreams as always you're smart you're strong you're beautiful what are you gonna do change the world hey thank you so much for listening if you're still here go ahead and check us me it's just me out on (laughs) all of our socials i post every day a post with some inspirational i don't know quotes and movements um definitely on instagram and facebook you can find us at the death of a dream also on linkedin but i think that's just me it's just hannah ness um but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down chase your dreams and live your best life you can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show anything that i'm creating at this given point i won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day but you can always find what i'm working on in the show notes so thank you so much for listening you all of you whether you listen to one episode five minutes or five seconds make a difference to me and I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus and I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day.